today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Ancaster hacking suspect Karim Baratov now faces the possibility of extradition to the United States over his participation in hacking 500 million Yahoo accounts in 2014. Uh, They included politicians, journalists. Uh, It's still, though, at this point, up to an extradition judge to decide if enough evidence is there to proceed. To talk more about all of this, uh, Giddy Ma'amon is with us, senior partner, founder of Ma'amon and Sandaluk Kingwell LLP. He's an immigration lawyer and with us now. Hello, Giddy. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us. So what will happen in court tomorrow, Giddy? Well, it's hard to say. They're going to probably be uh, scheduling... Um, you know, dealing with scheduling matters. These things actually take quite a long time. Uh, We're not really expecting any fireworks tomorrow. Uh, What the court is going to have to do ultimately uh, is to decide whether or not there's some evidence upon which uh, these allegations uh, can lead to a conviction. So that process uh, is time-consuming. This is probably the first appearance since he was denied bail, so there'll probably be a lot of legal maneuvering about uh, when to, uh, you, you know, uh, when and how to proceed over the, next, over the coming months. Um, what happens in the meantime? Uh, uh, obviously, you said this takes a, an awful long time. Tomorrow, it sounds like more procedural than anything. Right. Uh, this time that is spent uh, incarcerated here, I understand, does not count in the United States in any way. That's right. He's going to, you know, he was denied bail. Um, there was a, uh, you know, a provisional arrest warrant issued, uh, and uh, the Ontario court denied bail for a number of reasons. So uh, it looks like he's going to be detained uh, until this thing is over. And then once he reaches the United States, of course, uh, you know, he, 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 he could apply for bail there once he's formally charged. But given the allegations, it looks like he may be in custody for a long time. Uh, any idea how long it would take between now and he actually ends up across the border? It, it, it depends on what they do. I mean, if they just concede to the extradition, it would go a lot more quickly. And, and in fact, a lot of people do that tactically because they're just doing dead time here. They would rather be doing uh, time sitting in the United States uh, and be given some credit for it as pretrial uh, custody, but this is not pretrial custody. This is just extradition custody, and so that's not going to be given. He's not going to get any credit for that. So a lot of the people that we've seen over the last few years uh, really take that into account. But here, uh, you know, Beratov might be a bit of a different a different situation because he may face a really long stretch in the United States. So you know, um, trying <coughs> excuse me, trying to uh, claim uh, credit for a year or two of uh, pretrial custody. Uh, may not be the primary factor. He may try to, you know, he may try to go the whole way and try to beat the extradition, which is very difficult to do. It's only happened a few times in connection with extradition requests in the United States. Is there an advantage for him staying here? The longer he stays here, the better. Or, as you mentioned, it just delays everything. You know, it cuts both ways, especially uh, with respect to the receiving country. Right. So, if he puts up a big fight here. Uh, and that's taken into account on the other side. Uh, that may go uh, and, and weigh in favor of a, of a larger sentence. Uh, at the same time, you know, if um, if a country, for whatever reason, has political considerations that they want to appear uh, that they got their man and they got their man quickly, uh, there may be some bargaining 
that is going on that will help to reach an agreement to limit the sentence to a certain maximum. So it really depends on the, the dynamics of the, the, of the charge and the receiving state. And the lawyer here who is going to be fighting the extradition is going to have to decide how much of a fight he wants to put on. Does he want to annoy the receiving country? Uh, you, you would take that risk, perhaps, if you thought you could beat the extradition. But if you don't think you can beat the extradition, you're going to have to face justice there, and you don't want them standing at the sentencing uh, hearing saying, you know, this guy kept us fighting for years in Canada to get an extradition, which should have been uh, fairly routine. So there's a lot of consideration. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.